0: Welcome and thank you for joining in with Real Relations with Dr. JC. This is our special time to provide all kinds of talk about relationships. We intend to lift you, encourage, challenge, and inspire you. You see, we're moving forward with care on the air. Currently speaking to you is yours truly, Dr. Janice C. Hodge. And on this afternoon, we have a topic that is sensitive and quite challenging. So I invited a very special guest, someone who is informed and compassionate, uh, to lead us in this conversation. And his name is Claude King. He is a pastoral care specialist with the American Association of Pastoral Counselors and he is also a pastor in Chicagoland in the suburbs known as Olympia Fields uh, in the United Methodist Church. He's going to guide us <clears throat> excuse me, on our way through this wilderness that we now see as our current reality. So welcome, uh, Pastor Claude. Glad to have you with me today.
1: Uh, thank you, Dr. Hodge. This is my pleasure. God bless you and all your listeners. I, uh, I am grateful to be here and very honored.
0: Well, we are too. And I tell you, you're coming to talk with us at a very uh, troublesome time, if you will. Yeah. <clears throat> and what we are aware of is uh, not only in our private lives, but there's all kinds of bad news that we are getting funneled into our everyday lives. Uh, whether it's uh, about our the loss of our dear brother Philando Castile, whether Amen. it's uh, the latest shooting at the beach, whether or on the Skyway or even the Expressway, and you ha- and you have all this kind of violence going on, and and then we have all this fear of loss of important things that we need to live, like uh, healthcare and. Mm and jobs, and so there's there's a lot of struggle out here, and it's hard for adults right now. But our focus is not only adults. We've got to start there, but we've got to pay attention, too, to what happens with youngsters. And when I say youngsters, I mean all the way up to to 21, actually, to my youth, Mm -hmm. uh, because the experience of trauma is especially hard for them because they haven't experienced this stuff before. Don't know how to get out of it uh, they need direction they need guidance just as adults do so i am really glad that you're going to guide us along this way sir and as we get ready to do that i did introduce you a bit um and gave people an idea about who you are but please share more with us tell us how do you actually work I mean, i think we know pastors preach but really what else goes on in your work
1: uh, thank you. Uh, yes, pastors do preach uh, once the uh, time of worship, which is a central time in the life of any uh, faith body, uh, is uh, in swing. We go through that The blessing that worship and gathering give us are far-reaching. As a pastor, afterwards, there is a, a, a dealing with a membership on individual basis uh, for uh, anything from sicknesses, uh, pastoral counseling, uh, the life of the church and how we go out into the community and help those who are uh, seeking help with uh, various things, poverty, uh, problems in their relationships, uh, issues with their children. Those meetings will happen at random times and sometimes at planned times during the week. Uh, There are meetings in the church that deal with Uh, teaching like Bible study and uh, their spiritual formation meetings uh, what
0: what do you mean spiritual formation what do you mean
1: well this uh, meeting that I'm talking about which is a prayer group uh, forms those who come to their spiritually to direct them into how to uh, maintain a good relationship with the Lord Open up avenues uh, for them to not only pray for their own problems, but do intercessory prayer, which is for others. That widens our scope, gets us to look not only inward, but out into the community, and begin the process of taking that prayer and putting it into practice and going out in the community after that prayer time is done, and we gather to get sort of the marching orders from God to move out to do the work of God physically.
0: Well, it sounds like you're talking about there's a a great amount of discipline that's involved. Uh, And I think you also do formation for those ministers who are preparing to be ordained or to be set aside as high priest, uh, if you will. So there's a lot of discipline that you are involved in managing and developing and carrying forth.
1: Yes, that's the other part. On the wider scale from the local church level to a district level, I'm in the United Methodist Church, and to a conference level, which is the northern part of Illinois, that northern Illinois conference I'm a part of, uh, we do have a board of ordained ministry, a conference-wide body of the church uh, arm that deals with those who are going into the ministry as full-time ministers. And we help assist them, make them understand what the requirements are, and then mentor them through that process. So that takes, uh, you know, a lot of care and uh, close working with each of those candidates because these are our next pastors coming up to, to help those who are in need.
0: So that sounds like not only are you talking professionally, but you're also talking personally.
1: Very much so, because these people have come out of the local church. They've been nurtured by local churches. Uh, They've been brought up in these churches or come from outside of the churches into and become a part of the family. And that personal connection is the first connection that we have uh, with anyone. And God calling them into the ministry, uh, first as a lay person and then uh, as a clergy person.
0: So so here we we hear how important relationships are so we 're going we 're going to stand on that as we go forward at, uh, in our uh discussion today so for those who are our very special listeners, I want you to know uh Pastor Claude, we have a very thinking audience, and they like to know and they're interested in the, the deeper aspects of life and they carry forth what they learn into their their everyday lives and into the world that they Are involved with, so this is very important for us all today. Um, So we're coming back to our topic, which is uh, what I'm going to label the problem of so much trauma in our societies, in our everyday lives, the lives of our friends, maybe people we know at work. Uh, We see it all the time on television. Um, It's and we hear the words, and I think most often we may hear it related to uh, military personnel, but trauma can impact all of us. I'm, I'm going to ask you to let us know. What, what, is, what do we even mean by trauma and emotional trauma? What can you share with us?
1: Well, I, I'd just like to give a real uh, layperson's definition uh, for it just so that everyone will have an understanding from what I would call just something I have pulled from you know, an online search. I think most of us could do that dictionary online uh, and it says a psychologically upsetting experience that produces an emotional or mental disorder or otherwise has lasting negative effects on a person's thoughts feelings or behavior mm. and so these are things that have come to many of us uh, personally we've dealt with it with those we have known and we have seen it happen to others remotely where an experience comes and it is so devastating so anxiety producing that it causes an emotional or or mental disorder and the effects of it are debilitating they are negative and they just can't be dealt with just by just taking time away they need to have more care put to them
0: so so what do we mean even? What is, what is emotional disorder? What, like what? What does that mean? How do we recognize that?
1: Well, there's different kinds of emotional disorders. Uh, there is what would be, you know, stress would be something that comes about uh, because of this. And so it's uh, like a you know, weakening and inadequate and, and, and emotional uh, and inappropriate response to an event that happens, mm-hmm. which is a trauma. So it could be an acute stressful situation. Um, And so acute stress or acute stress disorder is one of those disorders. Um, It's shock uh, mentally, and it's a psychological condition. It comes from a terrifying uh, event that might have happened. Someone might have witnessed it. Uh, Someone might have had it happen to someone who they have known and loved. And it brings about a strong emotional response yes. within that person. And that, that sounds like you're
0: talking about that. anxiety and, and maybe even depression.
1: Depression and anxiety will result from that, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: And You know what, if I think of that, when we mention depression, depression uh, maybe a big word and a closeted word, actually just means uh, sadness, anger, and frustration. Um, Right. And so that may get us a a stronger handle on how to manage uh, what depression might be. Um, Is it possible that someone might be enraged after a trauma? What do you think?
1: Yes. Uh, After uh, trauma has come, uh, there are many people who really don't know how to handle it. And so after that happens, they can become very confused. They they may not actually understand what's going on in their life. And uh, after a period of time, uh, they'll act out uh, irrationally, become very full of uh, rage and um, act out to people around them who normally they would show loving responses to. And they won't know why. But because these things have not been dealt with, uh, they come out very negative ways.
0: So now... So this is what we have going on in our larger society now. We have the traumas that are actually occurring, and they could be in private life as well in the public sphere, and All they right. can be quite distressing, and lots of negative feeling and behavior could result from that um, as a natural response to what has occurred. So this is pretty rough for adults. And um, what about if children have to deal with Emotional trauma?
1: Well, children, it affects them to the point of their personalities, in many ways, are still being formed. Um, uh, their psyches are being formed. And so their behaviors uh, tend to get overlooked. Many people say children are resilient, and that's kind of an all-compassing word, but uh, children absorb these things. And when you see Young children acting out in much the same way, uh, acting out physically, harming others, harming pets, uh, making um, uh, forays into activity that they know are wrong and, and against what their parents want them to do. Uh, they become uh, so affected by it that it actually changes who they were before they had this trauma. Mm -hmm. And so children uh, react probably uh, in ways that they wish their parents uh, would want them to. But in those cases, no. They begin to sidestep uh, the rules of the house. They begin to go inward in themselves. And uh, oftentimes uh, they do not react uh, at all. They just kind of spiritually shut down
0: so i I would expect that it's possible to see uh youngsters having nightmares and you know maybe not talking as they used to, definitely not um, letting themselves be heard in academic situations at school they they fall silent um they're having problems yeah. with social life and there's a number yeah. of issues not not doing things to keep themselves clean.
1: Right, uh, you will see what uh, is commonly referred to as behavior that's uh, unlike their previous uh, personality has uh, been. Uh, they begin to speak out of turn at home. They begin to go out with friends and do things that uh, they know are probably not, uh, you know, the ways that their parents have taught them. And then uh, their hygiene, dress. Um, they begin to kind of go inward if they were outwardly uh, focused people, and other ones uh, seem to just uh, stop eating regularly, uh, stop doing the things that they have always done that have uh, given them joy, activities that they used to uh, love to do. They no longer have a desire to do them. Um, and uh, many times they just shut down. They're not available. They don't, they don't talk anymore.
0: So it seems like what's what's really important is uh, adults definitely need to pay attention to what their responses are to what they are uh, encountering. Uh, If they're encountering uh, these kinds of traumas, which we can also think of as major life losses, unexpected losses, they need to pay attention to themselves, but also be aware that what's happening for them may also be impacting their child or, or, the, or the teens or the adolescents in their lives. Um, and also be aware that uh, youth may have their own and separate experiences of traumatic uh, loss, and there needs to be attention paid there as well. Am I summing up what you're saying?
1: Yes, that is true, and, and, and particularly with youth, because they are beginning to move out into uh, wider friendship groups. Uh, often it gets less, uh, di- you know, there's less of an opportunity to find out and diagnose it uh, because they're kind of you know, hiding out with friends or separating themselves from the family anyway. So a lot of time has to be spent uh, really connecting with youth to make sure uh, that communication line stays open.
0: Yes, and sometimes youth may not talk, so you have to kind of observe. you got to see with helping right. and, and and maybe not even say it until such a time you're sure what you are aware of uh, with the change in behavior or the concern mm-hmm. on the face. Well, we're coming up to a break, um, and I thank you so much for giving us some insight into what trauma actually is and what we might be aware of. In a minute, in less than a minute, actually, in about in about ten seconds, do you think <clears throat> do you think there's a way out of having to live with trauma? Is there any hope? If, in fact, we are living with trauma, what do you think?
1: There is always hope. Uh, If we're living with trauma, uh, the hope comes from God and the people of God and those who are fit to do the work of counseling and helping. So the avenue is our connection to our families and community and church community to connect us to the Lord and connect us to ways that we can have uh, a way to deal with these Uh, traumatic actions and uh, events in our lives.
0: Well, you're talking about relationships again and the importance of of quality relationships. And so when we come back, we're going to go a little bit deeper and uh, follow up with what we've done, where we are now. Well, let's find out where we need to be uh, in Mm -hmm. the face of uh, these kinds of major life issues that we may have to uh, live with or are already living with. So we'll talk about what, what hope can do for us going forward. And we're going So go ahead, everybody listening. I you know it's lunch hour. You may be driving. You might want to jot down some uh, notes as we go into this next phase in our very special conversation around healing and restoring youth from trauma. But, of course, we've got to start with adults. So we're getting ready to go for our break. We are talking to... Pastor Claude King of Olympia Fields United Methodist Church in Chicagoland and uh, Pastor will you tell us how we can reach you after this broadcast
1: Well, if anyone wants to reach me uh, you can do so at uh, email address PastorClaude P-A-S-T-O-R C-L-A-U-D-E at net. Excellent.
0: And this is Dr. Janice C. Hodge. You're listening to Real Relations with Dr. JC on WDJY FM Straight Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back with Real Relations with Dr. JC. I am Dr. Janice C. Hodge, and you can find me on LinkedIn at Janice C. Hodge. You can easily uh, determine which one is me, by The Sunflower, and you can also locate me on Facebook. Look for The Sunflower, Janice C. Hodge. Again, we're talking to Pastor Claude King around a very difficult topic, but there is hope, and we're going to be able to turn this around. That's the good news. And, of course, those of us who are familiar uh, with our culture uh, in in the church tradition know good news is important important to hear because we're getting ready to turn something around here. So again, uh, welcome to our program, Pastor Claude, and thank you for sharing with us about the definitions of trauma in our first segment. Uh, So we noticed and we heard how trauma can be very debilitating. It, it, It impacts us in terms of what we feel, it can impact how we think, how we function, what's going on with us physically, that is medically. Uh, It impacts our social relationships. It is something to contend with. And because uh, we're dealing with so much in our everyday lives, whether private, uh, well, actually doing private and personal, it's coming from all kinds of places, and we've got to be aware of that. Uh, because if we aren't and we leave it untreated, then we would not live in a healthy way. And there's nothing else to say about it. We would not live in a healthy way unless we respond to these high levels of trauma in our everyday lives. Um, We talked about a number of things in our first segment, Pastor Claude, but I don't know if we covered some examples for how traumatization can actually happen uh, along with, you know, what we see on television, you know, the terrible police shooting, uh, you, know, you know, security guard shoots you in Walmart because you have a toy gun, that kind of stuff. We see all that and that's terrifying. I don't know if we're always conscious of how it can uh, disrupt us internally, but it does. And so we're bringing this out now so we can be more aware. But also, What about in our personal lives? What ways can people be traumatized? What could happen?
1: Well, in many ways, uh, trauma happens uh, from anywhere from uh, it could be a car accident. It could be uh, someone who has experienced some natural disaster, uh, floodings, uh, tornadoes, things like that. And experiencing these events that have happened uh, on a larger level from the natural world, But it could be trauma in a household where a parent, one parent inflicts uh, hardship and pain and suffering on another verbally and physically. Mm -hmm. Um, Many families suffer from these. Uh, The dynamics in most of our families have some sort of conflict, but these are are really more, you know, uh, physically uh, strident. And so you can have folks... Coming up in that, there can be a neighborhood that someone lives in that's full of crime and just trying to get from point A to point B, whether on foot, uh, in a car, on a bus, can produce trauma and it can produce very acute stress. From witnessing some action that happened, a shooting, stabbing, killing, uh, rape, uh, kidnapping, uh, there are also people out just seeking to try to cause harm, hurt, and danger to others through robberies, um, burglaries of homes, uh, and people who witness all these things. They are the things that happen on on a daily basis in, in many of our neighborhoods
0: you're covering a wide spectrum of issues. And if I may, I would add this matter of child sexual abuse is absolutely a trauma and certainly one that has to be attended to, paid attention to. Uh, Whether uh, the adults know that has happened to a child, uh, yes, you want to find intervention. And that intervention is definitely someone to sit down with face-to-face and do play therapy for youngsters. Um, primarily, and then and then there's more which we're going to get into, um, but the matter problem of child sexual abuse, which is more common than than we we ever dream of and we never want it to be, uh, so I just want to add that to it. Um, yes, definitely. So they, so again, so with work though, <laughs> here this clearly with work there is good news with work and focus and uh, the good news I'm. I understand from clinical research, uh, and we hear it from the top of the halls at Harvard, and is documented in a book called Overwhelming Stress, Trauma on the Body and the Mind. is a book written by Bessel van der Kolk. He is the leading traumatologist in, I'm not even going to say just in America, I think across, across the, the globe. The globe. This is my tongue. Across the globe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what he says uh audience, and this is going to be interesting because I know so many people have decided that the church is no longer important, but what Dr. Von de Koch says is that the most important way to heal from trauma and traumatic stress, whether it it, it is long term uh, trauma such as post traumatic stress. Uh, current traumas such as acute stress, the best way to heal is through faith and faith resources. And so Pastor Claude's going to tell us, well, how that could even be? Because I know a lot of people say, oh, there's no, there's no point in going to church. You know, that's nothing. And they moved. Away. too many have moved away from this weekly practice that used to be so common for us. Um, so we're going to have Pastor Claude inform us about that but first let me just mention that in mental health and those who say mental health is more important because the church is you know I went to my pastor and he couldn't help me uh, number one your pastors is not supposed to do mental health that's not the pastor's job that's number one mm-hmm. number two the church is healing and faith practice is healing and that is why in the secular world of mental health you find them not talking about mindfulness and spirituality and the importance okay. of doing yoga, but but when they talk about mindfulness, they're talking about having a mind of to focus in on on their own thinking and their own feeling. Now, mm-hmm. in Buddhism, they say mindfulness is what you do when you're getting ready to line yourself up with God to go forward to move towards social justice. I want to get that out there. so it's not just mm-hmm. uh, idle thinking about yourself so but how in the world could that be true? Uh, Pastor Claude, how in the world could the practice of faith and the involvement in uh, faith resources, how in the world could that be healing?
1: Well, as you said, uh, people do look at the church because the church is usually the place many people come uh, because they don't have the resources to go to uh, mental health professionals. I have resourced people to mental health professionals all the time. My own son Uh, by the same name Claude King is a a marriage and family therapist and he does this for a living and so uh, these are the folks I will refer uh, to people like my son Um, but the church takes what I would call the 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 EMT approach Uh, we're the first responders so I call it ESRs emergency spiritual representative or responders so we come not as those who have all of that uh, training many times where we're going to take the, the mental health uh, approach, the secular mental health approach, uh, but we come in with our spiritual uh, tools. Uh, first of all, that God is sovereign. God is all-loving. God is all-powerful, all-knowing. God comes to give help to those who are in need through the body that he is called to do that, which is the church. And so the spiritual healing comes from uh, a joint effort in all these areas. And so when people say, as you said, well, the church is not adequate, it doesn't do that. Well, the church is adequate, but it's adequate in those other areas that we do as a healing community. So when people come to the church, we strengthen and stabilize our adults and our youth by providing a safe environment for them to come and worship, to have them to uh, join in with these rituals that have been comforting and and give a sense of stability, support groups, pastoral counseling. Uh, And we have some tips that we do in terms of spiritual leaders and spiritual helpers and pastoral counselors to give them understanding of how to to care. Uh, The stories from the Bible that have... Help those heroines and heroes of God in the past. Uh, the people in our own church communities who have gone through some of these things who can join together, share the stories that they have had, and, and work together along with those who are going into uh, uh, secular or non-secular uh, uh, mental health professionals to give them some tips that they can use when they come in. Uh, our time of passing the peace in the church, of engaging in Holy Communion, Uh, of having times to sit and counsel with those who are in the church who are pastoral counselors and pastors, uh, to have those times where we fellowship with one another. Uh, These are stable every day, every week opportunities to continue a life that they have known, that they have understood, and that's been comforting to them and helpful, and they return back to a semblance of the life they had before the trauma and begin that you know, healing process.
0: And you mentioned that. I'm going to underscore some of uh, the language you use. You mentioned safety and security. And yeah. you're talking about that which has lasted traditionally through ages, because just that alone, that which has been durable through ages, is stabilizing. And that is it, stabilize not only conscious, not what you're aware of. That stabilization happens in, in your unconscious, which you're not aware of. So it's an extremely uh, strong intervention. And so I, I want before we go to our break, i got to be really sure to give us the correct name for uh, Dr. Von der Kolk's book. It's called Traumatic Stress. And the subtitle, The Effects of Overwhelming Experience on Mind, Body, and Society. And again, now what we're saying, someone will say, okay, well, you know, I know what Pastor Claude is saying. I I don't really believe that. Well, you know what? Now you have science saying it. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, unfortunately, we may want to believe science before we believe what God has given us, but if that's where we are, then that's where we are. Uh, yeah. As we get ready to close out, though, I have to say I want Pastor Claude to respond. Uh, in the business of pastoral psychotherapy, we say God heals, people cure, and it's good to know your son is is a marriage and family therapist. Uh, and I know he tells you uh, about the, you know what it costs. Yeah. Um yeah. And and that's a it's a cost. I think we ought to do it if we can. But the reality yeah. is, it's a cost. To doing it, and so say 140 dollars a week, and you've got to do five years of work. You don't have insurance. You got to look at that reality. Oh, ideally, you can It'd be wonderful, but even if you do it, and you can't afford it, you still need to go and do what's going to heal you in your unconscious realms, and that's at the church. Yeah, uh, we're going to a break. So, what do you want? What's your comment right now? And then let us know how we can reach you, Pastor Claude.
1: Well. Uh, the the comment I have to leave is know that there are levels of help and God is working through every last one of them. And so, as I said, first responders, church, uh, people of God, pastors, pastoral counselors, then there can be possibly some later, but we offer that which is right there on the corner, on the street, uh, around the corner, a phone call away. We will be there. And God is at the heart of that, and healing comes through that relationship and those rituals and those scriptures. So we're there, and God is there 24-7.
0: That is a wonderful thing to hear and be encouraged with, because we can all get access to the right uh, church, mosque, synagogue, uh, for us and um, we have access it's, it's familiar to us it's our culture we know what we're doing in that um, so but again tell us how can we reach you Pastor Claude
1: uh, you can reach me by way of email at Pastor Claude, p-a-s-t-o-r-c-l-a-u-d-e at sbcglobal.net
0: excellent and then people who may want to get some further guidance you in a particular circumstance can send you an email, and that's wonderful. Uh, I am Dr. Janice Hodge, and you're listening to WDJY, Straight Talk Radio. We'll be right back. no matter where we go girl, I love it every time that you say i take you higher. It makes my heart beat fast, blazing like a fire. And we are back with Real Relations with Dr. J.C. on WDJY. And we are talking to our guest this afternoon, uh, Pastor Claude King from Chicagoland's Olympia Fields United Methodist Church. And we are talking about this very important topic of restoring youth following trauma. But in particular, we restore youth after we have also restored adults who the youth have to depend on. So this is a very uh, central topic right now because we are watching the increase of so much brutality in our, our society. And so we need to not only know how to deal with what is happening now, but how to prepare, prevent, and make better what we are dealing with. So we're having this discussion And I am really glad to have Pastor Claude guide us. We talked about what trauma is. We talked about uh, what kinds of things can actually traumatize us. And in our last segment, we also included uh, some guidance from the leaders in the secular world on traumatology and their guidance saying that the most important intervention in the healing of traumatization is faith and Uh, worship resources. Uh, So we got some insight from Pastor Claude on that, uh, and we're going to continue that in this segment. But we know now what these problems are. Uh, What do you think? What are some things we can do to to move ourselves out of the trauma if we aren't going to be able to afford long-term relationship with a secular counselor? And if we aren't really in a, in a, a Church that we're committed to, that we really trust, because that can happen with church. it can be one you yes. don't trust, yes. Uh, yes so what do you think we can do to help ourselves heal, even as we've had to face some of these terrible times, such as uh, traumatic experience?
1: Well, as you said, Dr., Hunt, there are many people who are not connected to churches in a in a close way. And so they're trying to deal with it on their own, sometimes through drugs and alcohol and uh, other activities that uh, tend to numb but do not offer uh, healing or any cure. Uh, I have been made aware of, just as a way of some very simple things, stress reducers of, uh, of an app. Uh, and there are several apps that are out there in the market, but there is an app called Calm that will help in some reducing of stress uh, when there is uh, just the, the, the day-to-day happenings in your life, but I think it could be also applied to those who have been dealing with some trauma too. Uh, Calm is an app that you could go get off the uh, you know, Play Store or, or wherever the, the platform you are using, and it sends you through uh, different uh, sections of the app of Deep Breathing, to just take deep breaths and to learn how to breathe in a way that it produces a sense of calm and, and releases some of the anxiety and tension. And so it just takes you through a big, deep uh, circle, kind of widens, and then as you hold the breath and then you exhale it out, music is playing in, in the guided meditation where the, the, the person will lead you with a very calming voice to sit, close eyes, smooth your forehead, relax your shoulders, breathe. And then there are gentle movements of breath and the calming voice commands give a sense of uh, calmness and uh, centering uh, so that uh, all the world doesn't continue to come down upon the person dealing with the stress or the trauma. There's a lot of Uh, guilt in uh, traumatic uh, events and the aftermath of it. There are people who are trying to deal with it on their own and in the busyness of their life. They don't have time to take uh, what I call respites in between these waves of uh, intense uh, psychological distress and and pain and suffering. You need something to help you uh, down that path. And this is something you could do if you're not a part of a church community you're not there every Sunday or even once a week uh, or even once a month, rather, Um, you can still have these times on a daily basis. You can use uh, the app. There's another one called Unwind HD, uh, roll balls into a hole, fidget game, stress relief, breathe to relax. These uh, kind of take your mind and kind of redirect your your neurons and uh, reconnect them in a way that, Maybe give you some coping mechanisms. And so, really, that's so what, do you what the mean church by neurons,
0: is What are neurons? What are you saying? What does that mean for us?
1: Uh, the neurons in our brains, those electrical pathways that connect our thoughts, actions, uh, and they get out of sync. They get uh, the 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 chemicals that are in our brain that gives us balance and uh, helps us to smoothly transition from one thing to another and to deal with some stress, Uh, they're out of balance. And uh, those games can put them back into balance, reconnect our thinking and uh, give us ways to cope.
0: Now, that's fascinating. That's what you're saying. Trauma changes the brain. That's true. But we can use particular online apps to help us turn that around.
1: We can do that. They they are something that have uh, come fairly recently, I believe. Uh, And uh, but I think that along with many things people say are very disruptive about smartphones and what they can do to be intrusive in our life, uh, those apps I think are are balanced to that and. And you can use that same, um, you know, electronic device to set aside some time for yourself, uh, put yourself in a position where you can go through the guided uh, relaxation uh, meditation and breathe and deep breathing that helps. Uh, You'd be surprised how that did. I went through it myself on the Calm app, and it it was very, very uh, calming. And um, I have had my, you know, share of those things happened to me in my personal life and I found it to be a very calming thing so I I hope uh, your listeners give it a try and at least go through it there's some that are guided for some days other ones that you could just do right right there on a one-time basis and you can end it anytime you want to but um, I think it's something that you can use if you're not connected to a church body you don't have a mental health professional and you're just trying to deal with these things on your own you need something to get you through the day
0: well, you know that that is a wonderful thing because you know, there's more possibility for us to have connection with something that we can pull down uh, on online uh, from a Apple app or a Android app or or I hate to name names, but you know Samsung or any or right. any device. But right. but it makes me remember too. There's something else that people might want to do. And if you don't have a smartphone, you have a computer. Go to YouTube and go to YouTube mm. and just put in uh, calm stress and, and allow yourself to find out what possibilities are there as well. Um, one particular one, E, letter E as in every, M as in maybe, D as in Deborah, R as in rainbow. Uh, look for EMDR, put it in and, on YouTube, and you can pull up some good Exercises that maybe run about nine to ten minutes um, that are really important to help reduce emotional stress due to trauma, and there's a Mm -hmm. scientific reason for that. And that scientific reason means, I think we know it from what you just shared with us too. In the calm app, it makes your eyes go from left to right and up and down, and that Mm -hmm. changes. Uh, as you said, Pastor uh, Claude, the neurons in your brain. And when your neurons in your brain change, so does everything else in your body change. And it calms down your blood pressure and it helps with um, moderating uh, heart matters that you might be concerned about. And any other kinds of aches and pains can be calmed. So absolutely, pay attention to EMDR. Now, I'm coming back to what you were saying about uh, the calm and the apse. You mentioned breathing. Uh, why, why is breathing important as we go to
1: prepare for another break? Well, I believe breathing uh, has uh, the effect of opening up, uh, of course, your lungs, your blood flow. Blood flow enters all your body. Uh, many of us and our doctors will tell us You know, I remember my doctor asked me, "Do you do deep breathing techniques?" And at the time, I did not understand why he was asking me to do that. But I started doing that just before I went to bed at night. At times, he said, "We don't get enough oxygen in, we don't get all that, and so once we get that blood flow, and then it goes to the brain, uh, then our brain is healthier. It's able to deal with things." uh, And again. If your brain is healthier, it has the correct amount of blood flow or increased blood flow, uh, it is better able to deal with these uh, stressful things than when uh, we're stressed out, we're not able to uh, cope in different ways, and we forget to do something as simple as taking these deep breaths. It calms us, but it also physiologically gets the blood flowing and it feeds the brain in a healthy way.
0: Well, that's that's, that's, that's excellent, and it's not so complicated. We can all find our way to uh, do that. We can find a way to breathe and remember to breathe. And those who have listened to my program for a while know that uh, as we hear some of our conversations, I always make mention of stopping to breathe. Yes. Uh, Yes. Because actually, when we encounter trauma even when we hear it it impacts us even if it's not us even if it's not persons in our family or our friendship just hearing about it can it can impact us and so it's always good to remember to breathe deeply and release because the first thing we do is hold our breath when we hear bad news so we've got to be conscious to release it well we're coming to our last break we're talking to pastor claude king from Olympia Fields, United Methodist Church in Chicagoland. He is really guiding us in ways to think about the problem of trauma, but then overcoming it. That's what we want to know, overcoming it. And we are talking about overcoming it, uh, not just through secular mental health approaches, but because secular mental health is saying now, everybody, pay attention to your spirituality. That's how you exactly. overcome this. And so we're talking about ways in which our faith and faith resources will guide us through uh, tough times. Uh, We're going to sweeten those grapes of wrath. Well, this is Dr. Janice C. Hodge speaking to you uh, on Real Relations with Dr. JC. We're going to a break, and we'll be right back. And we're back with Real Relations with Dr. J.C. on WDJYFM, Straight Talk Radio, and we are so pleased to have had this time with um, Pastor Claude King talking about restoring ourselves uh, as adults and restoring youth as we are encountering the uh, troublesome times of traumatic experience. But we have heard the good news. We're closing out now, um, Pastor Claude. So as we do... what kinds of thoughts would you like to leave us with?
1: Well, I, I really would like to say that uh, with these things going on that we've talked about uh, as we identified and, and uh, talked through some of the things that we could do to be of help in our faith communities, uh, one of the things I think has uh, been neglected uh, in the part of helping is that we as faith community leaders and church bodies mosque uh, the temple um, wherever the place of worship is we have not joined together and networked between ourselves as uh, faith bodies we have been trying to do this uh, kind of on our own and many of us are doing fairly well but I think to raise it to the next level to get the most that we can especially with healthcare, the way it is and might be going uh, in the future, that we bind together as faith leaders, faith bodies, to provide help. If we can network between one another in our communities, within our own bodies, and crossing the barriers into connecting with uh, other uh, houses of faith, I believe we will be the people who can come together with a strong voice, a more intense voice to come to our political leaders, our local uh, state and uh, national political leaders and have an effective voice to help those who have gone through trauma to get the most uh, care and especially in the mental health community and in our churches, in our mosques and our temples, our places of worship that we become uh, the people of God to care for each other on the on the uh the battlefield uh, that we find ourselves but we we should be doing this together and I think together we're going to be much stronger than how we've been doing it in the past. I think this is a big obstacle in and uh going forward uh with our, uh, caring for those uh, who have been victims of trauma, both adults and youth.
0: And so you that's pretty radical there, Pastor. You're talking about United Methodist Church should talk to The Pentecostal Church, is that what you're talking about?
1: Amen, amen. Oh, my
0: goodness.
1: (laughs) That's right, and it's been one of those things that we have not effectively done. We talk about it, and when big things happen, natural disasters, shootings, mass killings, we come together, Dr. Hodge, but then once we get through, uh, just like the shooting with uh, Representative Scalia, Uh, two sides of the main political parties came together, I pray that that can continue to come not only for them but for we in the faith communities across lines ecumenically within our own bodies. Uh, We need to do this. We are not going to overcome this issue because the trauma is getting too strident. It's, It's too much for us to just continue to try to do the way we've been doing.
0: And, and, and definitely what we're seeing in terms of all this increase in trauma is definitely not uh, of God at all, not at all. And so there has to be some pulling together and, and do things that we thought we didn't have to do before. And, you know, What do they say? If you're doing the same thing all the time then you, and you think you get a different result, then that is insanity. So we got to do it differently. Amen. Um, and remembering it. Yes, I think I want to leave us with this. Remember, God heals and people cure, so you cannot forsake that which has been given to us as people really over centuries that helped us survive so much trauma we've already been through and came through in ways that really were just remarkable. So we stand on what we know historically. We have what science tells us, and we have heard from Pastor Claude, what else do we need to get going? So, once before we end for the day, we ask Pastor Claude, will you tell us how do we reach you?
1: Uh, you can reach me uh, at my email address, Pastor Claude, P-A-S-T-O-R-C-L-A-U-D-E at net.
0: Wonderful. And I'm so glad you were able to share with us today. I, I know... Uh, we are—we're going to be able to apply what we've heard, and we're going to be able to do something differently in our everyday lives. We can feel better in our mind, body, and soul. Most of all, we'll have a better idea about who God is uh, within us and how God is going to lead us through these terrible times. So, we come to the very end of our segment of your relations with Dr. J.C. I hope you, as my dear listeners, will connect with me on LinkedIn. Look for that sunflower. And my name, Janice C. Hodge. And be aware, I'm going to do some webinars on how to heal, restore ourselves to health and healing after trauma. So it's going to be online. It'll be easy to access. It won't be expensive, only $35 even. So, do connect with me at grow at jchodge.com or on Facebook, Janice Hodge. Look for that Sunflower. You'll see the announcements. Once again, thank you, Pastor Claude, for being our guest. It was wonderful hearing from you today.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Hodge. It was a pleasure and an honor to be here and to share with your listeners.
0: Absolutely. Oh, and you know what? Together we are healing. We are healthy. And, and we're in harmony. So until next time. To our listeners, please be aware, be well, and be wise.